Good evening everybody, this is Gordon from Grinning Goggle Gaming and welcome to the Greyhawk campaign and uh, hopefully everything is working as it should be. If anybody's in chat, please let us know how the sound levels are tonight because last week I discovered it was a little bit quiet for everybody else and I was like the giant in the room making a lot of noise which was not pleasant for anybody. Alright, we're having some technical difficulties with Byron, but we will hopefully get that sorted as we start playing. When we left off last week, our adventurers had reached the city of Seton, the provincial capital of the southern province, um, coming to check in on what was happening with their ship. They escorted a caravan here, fought off some goblinoids and when they got to the city gates we were promptly informed that they were not the only ones attacked through the night that in fact some of these same creatures uh, attempted to enter the city by stealth and try to set fire to a bunch of the ships that are currently in dock uh, they were informed of this at the gate uh, by an officious little man who also informed them that they were to report to the duke's palace on the morrow and, in fact, you received another note from a certain Lord... Oh, crikey, his name, I have forgotten. R R Restford, there we go. Um, pretty much stating the same thing, that you are asked to appear in the presence of His Grace, Duke Merrick Feldron. Mm. Uh, you booked yourselves into the very, very upper class uh, Lark and Laurel in for the night your horse is well taken care of sumptuous meal everybody had a good bath a couple of massages that kind of thing and Xerxes attempted to go find uh, a priest or priestess of the goddess of good and ill fortune Neribo I say goddess I mean god and, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much where we left off. Did I forget anything? Anybody? No. I don't think so. I also don't think so. Um, so, you guys are in the inn still. Uh, Xerxes, I should imagine that you were walking back to um, the inn to join yeah. your, your party members again, and you guys were basically going to rest up for the evening, or was there anything else that you wanted to accomplish before I do a long rest? I'm just thinking as a, something from last week, didn't Mickey spot someone she knew at the place we were staying? That is correct. Uh, Mickey then attempted to hide in the bushes and failed miserably at it. Um, she noticed a certain young noblewoman who is very familiar. It was her and Carolus that noticed this noble woman, if I remember right. Um, taking her evening meal in the, the common room um, of the inn, uh, where she did notice uh, a siren, also known as Katerina, attempting to slink away into the bushes. But, uh, yeah. S siren rolled terribly. <laughs> So, what would you like to do? And of course, wait, before we do that, 
Uh, sounds provided by Sirenscape. Those epic games need epic sound. And yeah, what would you guys like to do? Take it away. I just trying to find nice music. Is it still the evening or is it next day now? Uh, depends on you guys. If you want me to do the long race and it can be the next day, we can do that. I only need to do stuff next day, so... Alright. I'm gonna have a, a nightcap and go to bed. Awesome sauce. Oh, sorry, I, uh, that's not out of... that was out of character. <clears throat> I meant like now. <laughs> right, right now, at this moment in time. You, yeah. you are welcome to. Good evening to you, sir. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Uh, where's this freaking raised button? Hello? What's going on here? Alright, so you guys have taken a long rest. If you need to swap out spells, you can do so. I'm gonna swap up all my spells. <laughs> you have no spells. So many spells. I always try to choose like interesting spells. What like think of nice ways to use them, but some of these are just like, when the fuck am I going to use that? <laughs> like sacred flame. <laughs> no, sacred flame I use more like. <clears throat> But find traps. Nibs, you're very quiet. Pardon? You're very quiet. I've just boosted your mic to 200%. No, you don't need to boost it to 200%. I just need to pull the boom down. Oh, that would help too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's gone wrong with my booms muting. If I mute, then it won't unmute. So I have to leave it on all the time. So I'm just moving the boom up so it's away from my mouth. Oh, okay. I was just saying, sacred flame is useless. To me, it's useless. Well, let me put it this way. This is an aside. Uh, playing Baldur's Gate 3. Played a cleric with Peter. Fucking sacred frame. Useless. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. The, the, the slowest thing in the world saved <laughs> on a deck save. Yep. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like with a natural 22, so. I'm still debating whether I buy that or not. Anyway. I think it's worth it. Yeah, discussion for <laughs> afterwards. What do they call table talk? <laughs> Alright, so yes, what do you guys want to do? The next breakfast. morning, yeah, you have like a full spread of breakfast. You can imagine sausages, bacon, eggs, mushrooms, you name it, they've got it. There's some seafood on, on the table for you. Pretty much a buffet kind of thing as well. Uh, with a nice light cider for breakfast. Tasting. Tasting? Is there, I, I can't remember in this time, is there, were there sort of practitioners that can, that's the word I'm looking for, enchant items? Enchanters in town? You can attempt yeah. to find one. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can give my trident a boost. Alright. Is anybody assisting? Or going Is along it... for the ride? I'll look with him. Alright. Something interesting to see. Yeah. Okay. 
So give me an investigation roll, either separately or you can have your roll with advantage, Richard, if you um, are skilled with investigation. I am not, so separately. Or if somebody else who is skilled with investigation wants to help them. Got a zero um, for intelligence. Can, so. Let me see. I can help. <laughs> I'm you scared. can roll for me, for me because I, I shall yeah, ask. I shall ask right. Procan for guidance as well. <laughs> are, are you asking uh, Osprey for guidance, Siam? <laughs> um, no, I think this is too mundane to bother. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the way the two clerics think <laughs> very differently. <laughs> um, me the hell is an investigation. Yeah, but I'm just gonna roll for myself. Okay, so let's go okay. for it. Uh, me as well. God damn it! I don't think D4 is gonna help, but okay. And Cyan rolled a twelve. I just wanted to double check. You didn't. Yeah, well, you can. I'm gonna roll it out. It is a D4 for guidance. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just roll a D4 and we can add it to it and see what happens. Well, yeah. that's pretty good. It's seven. It's acceptable. You search and search and search. Um, you find a couple of places that sell baubles that might be magical, but nobody that really does the enchanting of stuff. Well, do I need? During my search, are there any interesting trinkets I come across while trying to find someone? Oh, there are plenty. Um, I mean, this is a fairly big town. It is a coastal town as well. So if you have anything in particular you want, or do you want me to roll on a table and see what we find? Uh, yeah, roll the table. I can't think of anything. Because I'm searching for someone to enchant, so I wouldn't be looking actively for anything else. Just cool. coming across things. Let me find my big book of tables. <laughs> huh? Why is this not working? Let's try that again. Trinket. It would help if I spelt trinkets properly. Alright, actually, you know what will be far more fun? Roll me percentile die. Okay. All of us. Yeah, if you're all having a look for some some what trinkets you find, go for it. Why not? Fuck no, this is not possible. Just I, I just need to show you something. I rolled a D100. Yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> well, it is probable. So possible. you and Cyan <laughs> get the, the same shit. God damn it! <laughs> I got a one. Oh wow. Anybody uh, else looking for trinkets? Uh-uh. All right. Not unless they're magical. <laughs> <laughs> Corollas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do yours first, just because it's right at the top of the list and the other ones are at the bottom of the list. <laughs> you find this. A mummified oh, goblin hand. You don't know why this merchant has it, but... It's dry, it's nasty looking, it smells faintly of cinnamon. I I look at him in disgust. It's got like a piece of twine (laughs) around it. Almost like it was used as some sort of like 
like um, what do you call it? Um, a charm? No, worn around the... something, the belt or the neck or something. I'm is giving it... strong monkeys pause vibe from this thing. Goblins, <laughs> uh, uh, is it is it magical? Um, make an arcana check. Yeah, it makes your backpack stink. <laughs> <laughs> it's magically delicious. In hindsight, I probably should have ritualized to take magic before searching. Probably would have made life a lot easier. <laughs> no one's probably. perfect. <laughs> Alright, so with that, you think this is as magical as fuck. You are intrigued by this hand, Corollas. And it costs a gold. A gold? One gold piece. Does he has like? Does he have like a bag I can put it in? Yeah, sure. You get a bag with it. This little I don't canvas want to sack. My stuff. <laughs> it smells like cinnamon. It's 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 fine. You think it's hygienic? I don't know. Whether... <laughs> what color is it? It's brown. like a, a f- an off brownish orange color. Brownish orange color. Hmm. I'm gonna buy it if that's what I saw. Oh, one gold, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard, you find I have a this. Lot of that. Ooh. That. And it is quite mundane, other than it being, uh, you know, dwarven and quite ornate. It might make yeah. a fine gift to some sort of dwarf. Um, this one, same price. One gold piece. Yeah, might as well. It looks cool. And at least my efforts then went for naught. <laughs> you found something. You bunch of tourists. <laughs> went for the cow, got the bean. Yeah, very much. Um, yeah, so you spend a little bit of time in the markets trying to find these things. You come away with a couple of trinkets. The rest of you guys what are you doing you do know that you need to be um at the ducal palace you know at least nine o'clock ten o'clock in the morning so you probably got it a couple of hours or so to while away so i'll say after the trinket searching probably an hour has gone by what else would you like to do um i'm gonna head to the temple let's go i can't remember it was a temple to break out there. Um, not so much a temple as a little chapel. Okay, yeah. Um, make, make, anybody who wants to. Now, this is going to be fairly general knowledge about Keoland itself. Uh, you can make me a history or religion check. No. I'm just making a note. Strong rolls today. Very. Mm-hmm. On a 100, I got a 1. <laughs> Super strong rolls. <laughs> awesome. I don't count. Like, there's no color in that game that, that has good rolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright. 
So with those rolls, which were <laughs> underwhelming at best, um, except for Carcarius, must I roll for you as well, Byron? How are you coming along there? Any luck? Uh, no luck. Ooh. And Cyan gets a 17. So if he'd rolled the same as me again. <laughs> so what you know about Kierlin is that the concept of religion, um, for a very long time under one of the, the older kings, uh, not, the, not the current king, but I think it's his grandfather, during his reign, most religions were basically banned because they believed religion to be um, bad for the populace. It gave them terrible thoughts. So religion is a fairly new thing in Kierland. Um So there's not a lot of, of, of places that have you know, huge temples and things. The capital city now has bigger temples. You know, like the temple in Saltmarsh um, was mostly established there, and, and those traditions were followed because of it being, you know, occupied by sailors and fisher folk. So they yeah. still remembered the old ways, and you know, they wouldn't venture out onto the sea without making some sort of offering to uh, Procan. So that's just to give you a little bit more of the, you know, lore-wise why things are like they are in Kierland. But, um, yeah, so you can find the chapels without too much effort. I mean, you can ask for directions as well. People will point it out. Um, Procan and Osprem both have chapels, and they are on opposite sides of the street. <laughs> Is there... Do they have, like, a bunkhouse for me at the chapel? Um, you go in there, and the priest um it's not actually a priest it's a priestess and her name is Bethrina Silverath Bethrina Silverath would you like me to spell it for you yes please I'm going to type it it will be easier <clears throat> and yeah she's a you know it's always difficult to tell with elves but you estimate she's probably in her third or fourth century. She's got a couple of little, you know, crow's feet around the, the, the mouth and eyes. So she's she's not a young elf. Um, and she's wearing pl pretty plain grey robes. Um, she's wearing the symbol of Procan around her neck, a little tri silver trident. And, yeah, she meets you there and she greets you. She welcomes you as a you know, fellow worshipper and as an acolyte from not too far away, Saltmarsh. Um, and she says, yeah, there are some small little cots available for visiting clergy. Yeah, fantastic. There's not too much trouble. I'd like to stay <clears throat> in one of them for the time I am in town. I don't know how long that will be. So she, she takes you to the back of the chapel and you see there's three of these little rooms. They're pretty sparse. They're not very large. Just enough basically for uh, a cot um, and a small little table and a chest at the foot of the cot uh, that you can put your, your stuff in. And she assures you that um, you are welcome to stay as long as you'd like. Uh, she says there are two meals served a day, one in the morning, which you've just missed, and then another one in the evening just after... Um, Sunset, basically. 
in in the back of my mind, I'm like partially thinking I should go back to the fancy place. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, but, but she is so she's so sweet and generous that she doesn't even realize that you have these thoughts. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, I'm not showing it. I'm just thinking about how I was like, oh, that bath was so nice. <laughs> cool. Um, Byron, still no luck on your side? Uh, I am updating now. Awesome! Brilliant. Um, so yeah, you've, you've found yourself some alternative uh, accommodations. Uh, anybody else want to do anything? Now's yeah, the time I'm to let me know. But, uh, um, I don't know, maybe just in a tavern or something. Just sort of ask, uh, is there anyone in town that trades in rare spices? The trades in rare spices? Yeah. Essentially, I'm trying to find this Orbrick Dralian dude so we can go and help him find his ship. But I'm not okay. too sure how standing is in the town. Um, he's a fairly well-known merchant. He's had his ups and downs. So, yeah, I'd say that I think there's pretty good chance that um, they can direct you to where his his mansion can be found. Cool. If you'd like to head there. Yes, please. Yeah, who all is going to see the merchant? I'm going to continue having a lavender bath. <laughs> <laughs> There is washing off years of no baths. <laughs> Everything cake that's been caked on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So let me let me get, let me get get the mental picture in my head. I have Xerxes. Who else is going with Xerxes to see um, this Orbrick? If it's after I'm finished all of my stuff, I'd join up and go. But if it's while I'm doing my stuff, then obviously I'm out. Uh, well, I'm not going to wait around while we're in the church, so I'm going out. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Um, no, I'll be checking out for example. Um, Alright. What are you doing, I'm Peter? I'm probably on my way to the Lord. You're making your way to the palace? Yeah. Gonna walk around slowly. Alright, and Siren? I know you cannot speak much. That's a good question. Um, I'll just stay in my room for now. Sleep in. <laughs> okay, you're gonna sleep in a bit. Mm. Um, Alright, Xerxes, so you're going off to this guy's mansion all by your lonesome. I uh, just want to get some information in front of me quickly. Please hold. So you make your way to the wealthier side of town, not too far actually away from where you're where you're staying, um, a little bit closer to the ducal palace, and you come to a fine-looking little like manor house. I mean, it's not little; it's probably got about fifteen to twenty rooms in it if you look at it from the outside. But as you can see, like the plaster and that on the outside hasn't been redone in a while. Um, the, there's a couple of window panes missing here and there. The roof looks like it needs a bit of work. Uh, you know, it, it looks, it has this feel of once upon a time, maybe 10 years ago, this used to be a fantastically, you know, manicured little mansion. But now, not so much. 
it looks quite neglected. You see there's a like a wrought iron gate. It has like very nautical motifs, you know, sea creatures and things that have been bent into the metal, as well as some ships. And they are currently open. And the garden that you see to either side of this you know, little dirt path that leads up to the front door is, is pretty much overgrown. You see there's once upon a time were a bunch of fine rose bushes and things that have just been left to to you know, their own devices. Um, and it, yeah, it just reinforces this idea of there might have been wealth, but there isn't so much anymore. So, what would you like to do? How are you approaching this place? Um, so you said there were guards. No guards. I'm just going to walk to the front door. Alright, so you go to the front door, and there's like a ugly looking, irony, gargoyle head on the door, with this like big brass knocker. Do you knock it? Yes. Alright. So, it takes a while, and you can hear on the other side, it sounds... It's, it's definitely sounding, but it sounds a bit, uh, like, hollow and echoey on the other side. A couple of minutes go by, and you're just reaching up to tap again on the, on, on the door with a knocker. I just want to turn this, this music slightly down on my side, because for some other reason it sounds super-duper loud. Um, Darcy, how's the music sounding on, on the stream? Is it louder than us speaking? It is quite loud. And maybe I must just drop it down a little bit. Okay. While we, while we are waiting for for a response. Um, yeah, it takes you a while. Well, as you're busy reach, reaching up to knock it again, um, the door creaks open with a bit of a squeal. And standing before you is um, a, quite a neat looking half orc. He's balding on top and you see that his teeth have been filed down. And he's looking down at you, you know, like down his nose at you because he's standing quite a bit taller than you. And he says, may I help you? Uh, yes, I might I speak to Ulbrich. Might I say who was calling to see Sir Ulbrich? Uh, my name is Xerxes. I'm here to offer aid. Offer aid? Yeah. Oh, you'll hear about that. One moment, wait here. And he like opens the door and you can see there's like a small little waiting area. There's a couple of wooden chairs, nothing, nothing fancy. Um, he says, have a seat and I will inform the master of your presence. And he disappears down a little side passage. You hear the floorboards creaking a little bit as he makes his way down. Doesn't take too long before he comes back again. And he stands there and he clears his throat. And you see, he's, he's, he's tall, he's lanky. He's actually kind of awkward looking for a half-orc. Um, almost pretentious and there's his you know, nice, fine, neat looking clothing. Basically imagine this, this half-orc 
uh, with this slicked back, you know, little bit of hair that he's got left, other than on, than on his bald, bald plate, and um, these fine clothes and shoes. Not super duper fine, but fine enough. It looks like a butler, basically. And he says to you, The master shall see you now. Please follow me. And he takes you, not too far away, into a room that basically looks like a study, a little home office kind of a thing. You see there are some trophies on the wall that are a bit dusty and you know, moth-eaten. Uh, there's a fine selection of books on shelves that you know, line two walls of this room. There's a fairly merry little fire going in the hearth. And um, behind this desk um, is this much smaller, a little bit more rotund man. Um, much like his house, he looks a little bit run down. Uh, you see that he's got like iron gray hair that's pulled back in a short ponytail, but he has a very neatly, you know, tended moustache. And he pushes away some papers and he says, Oh, jolly good, come in, come in. As he stands up and he holds out his hand for you to shake. Ooh, Corona. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll shake his hand. I'll say good morrow. He says, good morning, good morning. Please have a seat. But tell me, how, how did you hear about my little venture? Oh, we are uh, traveling from town to town, offering aid, speaking to almost everyone uh, that would listen. Um, and people talk. So, I see. wind of uh, the fact that you may need some assistance with a ship that went missing. But sir, can I trust your discretion if I give you some additional information now? Of course. Are you being earnest? You have my word. Please Do give I me... look like someone who would uh, betray your trust? Uh, give me a persuasion check, please. Sorry, I'm hoping that this next door neighbor's dog is not coming through over the stream. <laughs> My apologies if it is. Okay. Uh, let's see what he. Yeah. He 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 nods uh, and takes a seat, um, and he says to the half orc butler, "Verthig, please bring us some some coffee." The good gentleman and I will need to discuss business and it's better if we have something warming warming our innards. And um, this half-orc gives a, you know, a little shallow bow to you both. Um, and he says, of course, master. And he walks out, closing the door behind him. And you two are, for at the moment, alone in this room. And Albrecht says, do you know of me other than of the job that I have uh, tried to keep discreet, but have let known that I need done. Uh, you trade in spices? No, much. Well, that's that's half the truth. You see, the problem is I want to give you a little bit more detail. I'm just trying to freaking open it, and it's screwing around with me, and I don't know why. Is it that kind of spices? <laughs> Not that kind of spices. <laughs> he says, um, Once upon a time, 
I counted myself amongst the richest folk in this city. I had everything. I had a huge trading fleet. I was immensely prosperous. I mean, I had hundreds of ships sailing under my banner. But through some fortune, misfortune rather, um, I heard tale of a continent to the south, where in the southern jungles I could make more, even more money monopolizing of trade in rare spices, as you yourself have just pointed out. But it went well for the first couple of years, but I was convinced by certain people to invest more heavily in the endeavor. And uh, as such, I liquidated several of my properties and basically put them into promissory notes and, and you know, deeds of title, etc. And put them into an enchanted box and sent them with a ship named the Emperor of the Waves to the southern continents, where I would have traded those papers for actual hard currency in which to establish my entire fortune and business directly on the continent, and thus start my monopoly in, in earnest. However, my flagship, the Emperor, Let's just say that there was a terrible storm. Fate is a cruel mistress. And this storm separated the Emperor of the Waves from the rest of its escort. And it was never seen again. And because I had basically sold most of my properties except for a few, few odd things on the mainland, I was left more or less a destitute. I've been trying to regain my my fortunes, but something unusual has come my way. You see, there have been reports of a ship at sea, not too far off the coast, somewhere between 15 and 20 miles. I've tried to keep it that part, that detail, quiet, because I'm hoping that it is, has been left unmolested. If that box is still on that ship, I'm willing to offer you 10% of the worth of those of its contents for its return. What say you? What does this box look like? Oh, it's about a foot foot long, foot wide, foot high. It's made out of a strange dark blue metal. Um it is impervious to everything. It is, you know, watertight. So I'm fairly certain that those documents, even after all this time, are in perfect condition. And it can only be opened by me. Um, look, I'm going to say, yeah, for sure. Uh, but may I ask, why haven't you gone and fetched it yourself? Well, sir, let me put it this way. I might enjoy making money off of ships. I do not spend my time on ships. I get a bit seasick. And you have no um, contact through the years that you could have leveraged? To well, assist? fate, once again, is a funny thing. 
once I had lost most of my fortune and people in my bracket of society learned thereof, I was fairly shunned. Anybody with the power and influence that I might have leveraged to attempt to find my ship no longer wished to converse with me. As it is, I have just barely made inroads into the current Duke's court. It is the only reason why I have managed to procure a ship. And a crew. But I need somebody more, because these gents are an unusual thing. Have you ever heard of Arctic Dwarves? No. <laughs> I haven't. Most dwarves either find themselves on hills or in mountains. Arctic Dwarves come from the far reaches to the north. A land of ice and snow. But these chaps apparently don't know the value of coin because they've allowed me to hire their ship for a measly 200 gold. They will take you, and if you have any friends with you, which I suggest, to go and recover this for me. However, they have no wish. They, they just wish to transport. They have no wish to board this other ship. They have no wish to fight. They are, oddly enough, pacifists of a sort. Fine sailors, by all accounts, but not fine fighters. Um, there is no, there's no, um, if, you're, if you're worried you know, that there's any funny business going on, I have no idea. As far as I know, the ship has been abandoned these last 15 years. 15 years? Indeed, sir. That's why it is so strange that it now, after all this time, it seems to have made its appearance again. So this ghost ship that appeared out of nowhere, infested with God knows how many water dragons. He <laughs> says... Well, it is my hope that there are no sea trolls and water dragons involved, but this is why I need adventurers. I'll For just in what. case. Um, I'll accept the 10%, but should we run into anything particularly dangerous, it's, it's going to have to be 20 Make me, make me another persuasion roll. Okay. DC is going to be high, 17. Holy shit. Okay. He says, that's what, how much is the difference on that? 17 is 4. Okay. Not quite at the next bracket, but that will work. He says, I will go as high as 15%. And I will tell you what... I estimate the value of that is. Very well. Those documents should be worth around 100,000 gold pieces. 15% is uh, enough to ransom a king. Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> I'll uh, very, very nonchalant be like, okay, sounds somewhat fair. <laughs> he says... Um, in addition to that, by way of making up for not being able to accept the 20%, I do know that at 
the time of its leaving port, it was also carrying a couple of items on board. Something that was being transported for discretion's sake with my ship, but I do not know what they were. All I know is that certain very wealthy, very powerful um, nobles here in Seton asked for some of their possessions to make the trip. Sure. Okay. I'll say, cool. Um, let me speak to my party. Where may we find your ship and crew? He says, down at the docks. It's a fairly easy thing to find. Its hull is ashen grey. Its sails ashen grey. They seem to have a, a type. Um, but the name of the ship is... Let me get it for you. Oh, crap. Where the hell is this note? Hold that thought. Ah, it's called the Soul of Winter. It is run by her captain, Wolgar Windrune. A stout chap, you'll recognize him immediately. These are unlike any dwarves you've ever seen. Every last one of them has stark white hair, pale, pale skin. And they wear a lot of furs, even in the hot weather. Ah, just like me. Indeed, sir. You should get along swimmingly. I'll say very well. Uh, let me speak with uh, the rest of my companions. But I think we have a deal, and I'll put out my hand. He says, well, when you come back, and he's like hesitant to shake your hand, he says, if you accept this uh, contract, I will have the paperwork signed up. Uh, so that or not signed up put up so that you can sign when you come back and we will seal the deal Very well. agreed Sure, you must understand I'm a businessman for first and foremost. I must have a contract and Please keep the amounts and such as private as you can Mostly for your own safety as well as my own uh, I would appreciate it if you would do that as well. Well, I have had no other takers for this particular job. I wonder why. When, 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 they, when they hear that part about the ship being gone for a while and all of a sudden making a reappearance, yeah, let's just say that they... Uh, they don't like that. Yeah, Not well, many, many stout adventurers in town. I must say, it, it does make me very hesitant. But like I said, let me speak with my companions and uh, should give you an answer probably by the end of the day. I will have the papers ready. Very well. Thank Good you, day to you. Thank you for the coffee. I was to say, at this point in time, the butler returns with his coffee. Because <laughs> I was like, what heat resistance, bro? Fire resistance. <laughs> I, I don't know if that works for the innards, though. Well, it better. I'll just say, I'll have this in a takeaway, thanks. <laughs> um, he says, by all means, take your leisure and finish your your coffee. And you see there's even some like little homemade cookies on the side. I'll, I'll, I'll say, okay, cool. I'll, I'll just uh, browse his bookshelf. I'll see anything cool on his bookshelf. Ooh, okay. Make me, make me an investigation check. 
Now I need to find another table. I hope I have the, the thing listed. Yes, I do. All right, but that's 17, that's pretty good. Make me three rolls, uh, D100s. Three D100s? Mm-hmm. One. Almost exited. <laughs> not, 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 not quite what you, what you mean to do. Okay, the first book that you find, yeah, I just want to write the numbers, 40 and 56, um, is a book of heraldry. So, fairly old, fairly musty, shows some of, you know, the noble families of the kingdom of Kierland, and also a couple that have ties outside of the kingdom. Um, the next one is just some vague historical text, um, basically telling you about the battles that King... Uh, Scoti, the current king that his father was involved in. Um, and the final one, which was a 56. As you're busy paging through it, you find a loose sheaf of paper that's sort of been folded and like shoved into the binding. And pulling it loose, um, are you going to try and do it like stealthily to see what it is? Uh, yeah, well, can I turn my, my back to him while I'm sort of just look like I'm pacing? Sure. So give me a, give me a stealth check. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. With that absolutely ridiculously shitty roll of mine, <laughs> he does not notice you uh, messing with this this loose page. But as you pull it out, you see a few things that tickle your fancy. First of all, this is no ordinary writing. You recognize this ink is a variety that is infused with gemstone. It is used in the writing of spells. Mm. And now right. I need to decide what spell is on that. Very nice. Is it this? Is it a spell of find fire elemental? <laughs> no. <laughs> how how easy do you think I'm going to make that? <laughs> Set the summon fire elemental. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't nope. that exactly what it is? Nope, that is not exactly what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. Um, shit, if it... Oh, no, that was not working either. I'd laugh if he rolls in and ends up actually being that. <laughs> Spell of draw ship 20 miles closer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to roll and see if it will work. Hey, if it wasn't for me... Do you think we would have any quests? Um, okay. Give Probably. me roll roll a d one hundred again, and uh, no wait, 
First of all, <laughs> okay, we'll keep that roll, that's fine. Also, roll me a d10. D10, four, six, eight, two. Ooh. Alright. Either very good or very shit. And what, what did you roll? An 88. 88. Um, what is your Arcana modifier? Plus two. Plus two. Okay. Um... Alrighty, so that will be... Sorry, just doing some maths in my head. Level 20, summon fire elemental at 1 HP spell. <laughs> okay. No, not quite. You have found... And let's do that. <laughs> ah, interesting. A scroll of animates dead. Okay. Very nice. I'm gonna uh, see that no one is watching. I don't know where this orc dude is. Uh, and then just slide it into my coat's inner coat. Oh no, the, the orc has, has left the room. Okay, sliding uh, into my inner coat pocket. No, this is weird. It's supposed to be right here because this stuff is set in alphabetical order and yet it's not. What the hell? Okay, let me try that again. Maybe this, nope, that won't work either. I'm trying to drag it over into your inventory but it's, it's screwing me. Uh, did it actually go over now? It did. Awesome. I just need to identify it for you. Ah, cool. Thank you. Alrighty. So you have found a scroll. Ooh, that's worth a lot. It also has some utility of sorts. Uh, it is eight o'clock. Uh, should we take a short break? Sounds good. And then we can be back in about five minutes or so. Then we will see to Byron, who has made his way into the game. Hello. Hooray! Um, and his temple to, almost said Procan, Osprin, as well as... Uh, just, just give it a few more weeks. He'll change. <laughs> and, and Peter was running off to the Ducal Palace by himself. While you guys were exploring we, we temples. Do that today, huh? Yep. Wait, do we do we really want the dwarf to be the first person of a group that the Duke meets? Well, I'm gonna hang around there. Not necessarily <laughs> I'm gonna be able to meet him. Um I'm on the way it's there. <laughs> Alright, cool. Uh it is now twenty oh one. Shall we try to be back by twenty oh six or seven? I'll put a, a ready check in the uh, lots of name as well. And I'm going to swap over to be the be right back screen now. And we're back again. So, uh, Xerxes has met the prospective, prospective, listen to me, uh, prospective employer. Uh, Carolus is on his way to the Ducal Palace, um, with Carcarius, 
not too far behind. And Beiru, not Byron. Beiru is having a lavender bath. Siren is still chilling and sleeping in late. And Cyan makes his way to the temple or the chapel of Osprim in the poor town of Seton. So. Pretty much like the temple of Procan. It's nothing like ostentatious. You see very similar decorations, which makes sense considering that she is related to her father god in many ways. Um, though you do see the architecture is a little bit more rounded, a little bit more feminine in ways. Um, obviously to emulate the differences between these two deities. Um, coming into the chapel itself, uh, you see it is fairly sparsely furnished. There's some you know, pews and things. There's a small altar in the center. Um, and standing at this altar, talking to a couple of people that just look like you know commoners, but wearing very light blue robes, um, you see a half-elf gentleman. Full head of hair, black hair, slight, slight uh, bluish tinge to his skin. So you infer from this that he might be some sort of um, like high elf or moon elf, uh, also known as a silver elf. And yeah, he's busy just chatting along. How do you, what do you do when you're in this chapel, Cyan? Um, I think Cyan would be pretty nervous and be kind of like hanging around the door, not even sure if he's like allowed to come in or not. Um, I think uh, he'd probably like kind of knock on the door um, and then just walk in anyway. Alright. Um, make his way to the altar and kind of like bow and um, get on his knees and do a short prayer to, right. um, to Osman. And you see that the half-elven gentleman like guides these two parishioners off to the side to give you some space. Um, are you wearing... Remind me quickly because I don't always remember the little details. Um, are you wearing any like Osprem paraphernalia, like your religious symbol? Is it, a, oh, yeah, is it no, an amulet? I've always or? got um, Osprem's um, symbol um, on a... On a, on a a piece of leather around my around my neck and okay. wearing my my vestments as well okay you're wearing your vestments now in town okay so you you yeah, look yeah. like a clergyman of osprum um yeah so he pretty much just you know, guides him off to the side and lets you carry on with your uh what would you call them observations of um yeah i think um science kind of praying right now and he's kind of like asking Osprim like guidance, like what the hell is he supposed to do here? Alright. Um, are you doing this as an, a legit reach out to Osprim? Um no, I don't think Just Osprim as a... I think he'd I think he'd be too intimidated by like this church or whatever it is. Um, and just be like kind of talking to himself but not wanting to bother anyone. Um so as you you're doing this, are you doing it with your eyes closed? Yes. Alright. So, give me an insight check, please. 
Alright, so as you're sitting or kneeling there with your eyes closed um, and I'm saying your prayer to Hasbrum, you feel a presence um, next to you and just like opening your eyes slightly you see that the half-elven priest has knelt down beside you and has basically started another prayer not quite the same as yours. Yours is, if I if I have it right, very informal. Yeah, it's you perfect. you haven't really had any um, formal guidance and training when it comes to the worship of Osprey. If I um, can, I try. Can I hear what he's saying? You can. Yeah, he's right next to you now. Uh, that's what the, what the inside check was for. So you're busy listening and you know, listening to his prayer, and he's basically, you know, naming Osprim and all of her titles, you know, guardian of the waterways, etc., etc. Um, what this prayer basically sounds like it's not something like like you know, the Christian Lord's prayer. It's more a case of like this. This is my goddess. This is her domains. Um, and it's basically a short prayer of praise. Um, and, you know, but pretty much the same as what you were doing, asking for like general guidance, you know, trying to get a, a bit of insight and a good vibe from your goddess. This thing does exactly the same, but you start like mentally taking notes um, about the phrasing that is used. And it's just a little bit of a nicer way, but it's it's almost eerily, very similar to what you were doing. Oh, nice. Um, I'd like to, like, as he's going along, just kind of, like, you know, half a second behind, repeat what he's saying as if I'm, like, saying the same thing. Okay. But in the meantime, are you actually trying to memorize his his little litany that he's he's giving? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's how you, um, Simon would memorize it, is by... Uh, mimicking you know, like, it. Almost, like, mimicking it and repeating it, yeah. Like, kind of yeah. saying it to himself and, like, putting it to memory. This is an interesting one because I feel like this should be a performance check, but I don't think performance is really what I'm looking for here. So I'm thinking, are you proficient in religion? You are. Um, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say make a make a like a straight intellect, but I'll allow you to use religion for this to see if you can memorize this formalized. Um, method of prayer. Oh my god. <laughs> so you're, as you're doing this, you're getting like a bunch of the words wrong in that. Um, this half elf like slows down quite a bit and he stops for a second and then he starts from the top again and he starts with the whole prayer again. Listing it, listing it, listing it, bit by bit by bit. And you have a second opportunity to try and memorize it. But this time, because he's doing it for you twice, you have advantage on the roll. Oh boy. Alright, I clear my, uh, I clear my throat. And, um, 
that could have been <laughs> much worse. <laughs> All right, with a 21, um, you start getting it. After the second round of going through this, you're saying it exactly the same. He starts at the top again, and you're matching his tempo, you're matching his words, you have it memorized. And as it gets to the end, it changes slightly, and that he offers a small, uh, he takes like a little bottle um, and undoes a little cork. And you see that in the altar is fairly similar to like the one that you had created in your little shrine in Salt Marsh, where there's this feminine figure with this bowl in her hands. There's not a feminine figure as such, but there is like a, a bowl shaped indent in this uh, rectangular uh, stone altar in front of you. Um, and he pours a little bit of this liquid out. And what's amazing, it's, it's, it smells of the sea. It smells of the ocean, um, but much cleaner. It's almost got like a, a ozone-y smell to it as well. And as he intones the last little bit of prayer, there's a little bit of a glowing light that takes place, you know, in the inside of this bowl before it just disappears and the water that was offered into the bowl has evaporated. And he stands up and he holds out his hand and he says, Welcome, brother. My name is Tomi. Uh, Might I inquire as to yours? Oh, wow. I think um, Zion would like have sweaty palms and kind of like brush them on his side. <laughs> vigorously shake hands and say, Hi, um, yeah, um, my name's, um, um, uh, Siren, Siren. Um, nice to meet you, Toby. He says, why don't we have a seat? And he, like, motions over to one of the pews and he says, um, if, please forgive me for being a bit too blunt about this, but you wear the robes of office of one of our clergy, but your training seems to have been a bit lax, if you do not know the, the, the correct forms. Um, where did you study? How did you come into the priesthood? Oh, this, yeah. Um, I killed the priest and took his clothing. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. His, his <laughs> eyebrows are like wide. I'm, I'm just joking. Look, a little humor, you know. You gotta, you gotta get with the sailors, if you know what I mean. Um, um, it's a bit of a long story, but um, uh, basically, I didn't find Oscar. Oscar found me. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I got lost at sea, something like that, and. Uh, yeah, I really don't want to get into it, but um, I'm sorry, I'm not good at this. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, you see, like he's just sitting patiently, taking in all this, and he says, It sounds like your life has been a trial. If you have come to the goddess by way of what you feel is a rescue by the goddess, that is a strong connection, and I can see why 
you would have a love of the goddess. But tell me, does the goddess also grant you the power to use her spark of divinity? Are you able to reach out and call to her to answer your prayers? Are they made manifest? Hello? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was just like silence for a second there. Um, I take out um, one of the glass vials I have, and I throw down the floor to smash it, and then I cast my it. And you uh, see, and I, like, okay. as, as you do this, um, he says, that is astounding. And he, he like, leans, leans back, staring at the now reconstituted glass vial. He says, you must truly be blessed by the goddess. I have been serving her now for 30 years and she has never given me this power. Yeah, but you did that cool trick with the water in the bowl over there. Can you teach me that? And he says, that is, I need to be honest with you. That was a little bit of showmanship. I have always had a bit of an affinity for conjuring illusions. And I discovered it was an easy way to... How can I put this? Impersonate a more powerful member of our clergy. Oh, You see, wow. the, the common fa folk here are very reticent when it comes to religion of any kind. They pay a bit more respect to the, the water gods, the sea gods, but unless you can prove yourself as you know, divinely blessed by casting these clerical spells, they tend to ignore you. So I've used my other talents to substitute. Okay, um, I don't, I don't really, that's, that's cool, I mean, I, I don't judge, you know, all in the name of Osprey. And he says, indeed, indeed, the lady guides us along our paths. I always felt that if I wasn't meant to do these things, she would show her displeasure in some way. But I see now that perhaps you and I have much to learn from one another. Um, yeah, maybe you could tell me what I'm supposed to do as a cleric. He's like, I really don't know. And he says in reply, I have all the lore, all the forms, all the all the knowledge of how to be a priest without being, you know, a magically gifted priest. I can run the chapel, I can you know, give sermons, I can reach out, I can do the charity work, I can teach you everything that they would teach you at one of the religious colleges in the capital, for example. Um, and in exchange for that, 
I would ask you to intervene with the goddess and ask her why she does not seek fit to reward me with the ability to, to use her divine spells. Would you be willing okay. to do that? Oh uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I could do other stuff too. Like, I could bless some holy water for you. Um, I could marry people as well, you know, and like... It'd be well, cool. I, I do marry people, but it's more like, you know, sign here, you're married, you may kiss the bride kind of thing. Maybe the little sparkle of, of lights and you, you see he waggles his finger and there's like like a little bit of like a firework that goes off above your head. Nice. Um, yeah, alright. How long are you going um, to be in town? I have no idea. I'm just following these randos around. And it's <laughs> pretty well. This is, this is the DM laughing, not the character laughing. Um, he says... Well, if you ever have some time to spend, and in the way this is going to work in-game, uh, when next you have your downtime and you to, to level up, you will spend part of it here training with him. And training him in turn. Okay, cool. Um, I think um, Simon would like look down at his wrist. And then up at the like ceiling and go, oh shit, I think I'm running late. Um, <laughs> look, it was real nice to meet you, but I gotta it's, go. It's a whole freckle past a hair. What do you mean you're running late? <laughs> um, anyway, here, have this. And I'll give him my one vial of holy water. Oh, awesome. Um, and just rush out the door. And I'll, I'll like look over my shoulder and say, it, it's holy. I don't know, do something with it. And I'll just kind of like rush out to um, the opposite side to Project Temple. Alright. So, just to give you a little bit of um, a, 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 a little bit of insight here. When it comes to clerics, you do get lots of clerics who can cast divine spells like you guys can. But there is also a whole bureaucracy in many of the churches with people that just don't. It's not that they have less faith or anything of that sort. It's just that they've it's just never been unlocked in them, if I can put it that way. Uh, so this guy's full name is now in chat. Thank you. All right. So you're also making your way to the Ducal Palace. Well, I'm going to go over to the Perkins Temple and try and get hold of. Uh, uh, Okay, well, we can say that um, uh, Corellus or Carcarius? Sorry, Carcarius. <laughs> I was say, the dwarf wasn't there. Um, so, yeah, we can say that you're doing that easily. Um, I just want to hear with Beiru and Siren, since everybody else is making their way, would you eventually have finished your sleep and have finished your bath to make your way to the Ducal Palace as well? Well, I'm. Like me? busy preparing myself for the ducal para, pa, palace you know can't the ducal palace like <laughs> yeah you can't, can't go in there smelling like fur bog yeah no you're gonna smell like heavily lavender scented fur bog yes and well relaxed because like I am. lavender and wet dog <laughs> i like sleep on your shoulders further of course yeah 
Alright. I shall be a scarf. <laughs> so, you make your way there. Corollas, it's a few minutes of you standing um, in front of these guards, in front of this ducal palace. You see, it's pretty much like a short walkway that goes, you know, like a bridge going over a moat. Um, the palace itself was built on two hills. Um with this bridge leading from the smaller hill across to the larger hill. Uh, there's a portcullis that is raised, uh, there's a small gate um, you know, on the town side, and you can see that there is a larger gatehouse that seems to have sturdy iron gates, uh, you know, like closing like normal doors, as well as a raised portcullis. And posted along this bridge, which is probably around 40 to 50 feet long, um, are several guards and yeah do you actually attempt to enter this place or are you just gonna hang around outside and wait for the rest of your company uh, stand outside and wait for the rest All right. if the guard comes to me and asks me I'm just saying I'm here to see the duke waiting for the rest of the group uh, make a perception check for me please So as you're loitering around, you notice that you are being noticed. The guards, while not like physically turning to face you, you can see out of the corner of your eye that they are watching you out of the corner of their eyes. They've taken note of you, but I mean, you look fairly harmless. You're still just carrying around your quarterstaff, right? Yes, like leaning on it. So you do that. (laughs) and you're old uh so they're looking at you but they're not you know it's nothing threatening there so they're just keeping an eye for just in case um you're standing there i mean this where you're waiting is basically a boulevard that leads up to it there's stone benches it's a fairly wide road there's trees around um you can you can actually see you know from the height of this hill you've got a pretty good view over the entire city and you can actually see that down in the docks there are still a couple of ships that seem to be on fire or at least smoldering sort of you see some smoke it's still like a haze across the harbor and down this boulevard is where you watch as you're watching you see the rest of your companions slowly start filtering and joining you at the gates are you guys all dressed in your finest finery oh yeah well my finest would probably be my vestments my finest is my magic robes (laughs) your your magic fighting robes um so how, who's who's doing the talking? Who's presenting? How are you being presented at the gates? Well, good, good question. I'll get off Beru's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, Siren, Siren, it's probably better if you walk in to see but the truth. I know it's probably comfy, but this is probably a better idea. I'll just carry her in <laughs> you're gonna carry her in yeah 
gonna make as if she's injured. Doesn't say that I'd need to carry her in. That's correct. Okay, give me a deception roll? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm moving. Are you moving? Just, I'm just not. I can uh, roll a deception. Well, let's not take agency away from Siren. Siren says she's moving. Okay. Alright, so you make your way over to the guards. They ask you your business. And basically, um, they say that the Duke is currently holding open court. As in, the common folk have permission to enter the Ducal Palace at this point. Though you are warned, no funny business. And by that, they assume you know what they mean. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll be cautious. Stay in the public areas. You will be met by a herald. You will give your names to the herald. And the herald will announce you to the court when it is the correct time. Do not go wandering around. You will be arrested and thrown in the dungeon. <clears throat> there are a lot of soldiers, a lot of guards. As you make your way across the bridge, you see this portcullis and this door, this gateway, stands about 20 feet high. Um, it's probably around the same same width as well. Uh, the walls around you are that same dull stone. Um, a little bit more decoratively you know, carved in places. You see... Um, like lots of statuary in that, you know, posted along the walls, uh, like in little alcoves as, as such. <laughs> lots of guards equals lots of XP. Mm. <laughs> Could be. And um, Xerxes, control yourself in your sacrificial <laughs> place. <laughs> as you make your way in, you see that this courtyard that this eventually emerges into is like, like oval shaped. There is like a, a, a oval track almost that goes around. That's probably around fifty to sixty feet, you know, in at its widest point. Uh, probably around thirty to forty feet at its narrowest. Uh, there's a small like garden with benches in between. Um, on the opposite side are like uh, also like stone steps that lead upwards to another large wooden door that's been like reinforced with iron bands and things. Uh, also very decorative in many ways, the, the ironwork on these doors. They are also open. There are guards on every step. There's about six steps going up to the doors from, you know, from the ground level. So 12 guards just at the front door. Um, as you approach, you come into a very wide hall that's very high. There's lots of columns. You also see more like wooden benches and things and on the inside here. You can see... Um, a mixture of folk. You see what appear to be merchants of various levels of wealth. You know, the wealthier burghers of, you know, have heavy chains and things on them. You know, gold and silver and whatnot. Um, you know, ostentatious jewelry on their hands. Uh, their wives and things are also you know, very elegantly, wealthily dressed. You see... In addition to these, like, sort of keeping away from the nobles and the, 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 the more wealthy merchant folk um, are what appear to be like farmers and dock workers 
Um, you take this to be the more common folk that have also come to seek the Duke's justice, um, you know, to settle whatever grievances they might have. Um, there are a bunch of pages running around. Uh, I'm not talking about pages as in pieces of paper. I'm talking about pages as in young men or boys delivering messages, you know, between various people. Um, and you also see, like, they also wearing like black stockings. They've got the Duke's device of the red and the blue field split, you know, in half with the ships on one side and the swords on the other. Everything is very um, precise, very uh, militaristic in a way. And you are approached by a gentleman wearing long black robes. He's got like a, a stiff white collar with a bit of a rough um he's wearing a black skull cap that seems to be made out of like like ermine or something um and he's wearing this very ornately like linked chain um around his neck or around his shoulders it's quite kind of hangs wide it's about three inches wide um that has the ducal symbol uh like um what's the word i'm looking for not engraved. I've flipped now. I can't think of the, the actual word. Um, embossed? Em, no, not embossed either. Not like when they when they they put coloring on something. Oh, flip. Now I'm, I'm say again. <laughs> Painted? No. No man. David. Paint by numbers. I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Not paid by numbers. I will think. I will kind of think of the word, but whatever it is, um, you know, it's 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 very striking, especially you know compared to his very drab, plain black robes, and he's got a staff that he's sort of not really leaning on, but it looks like an official thing. Um, it's got a bunch of scroll work on it. It's got a huge silver lion on the top. And it stands about a little bit higher than him, a little bit taller than him. Um, and he gives a, a shadow little bow of his head, you know, a little nod of his head. And he says, excuse me. Might I know who you are? And what business have thee with the Duke? We are the crew of the yeah. wave piercer wave piercer yeah we have been requested summoned says scarf ah yes i am aware of your summons your your presence has been requested i i i, I do seem to recall i was given the impression however that you were mighty heroes slayers of beasts and men mm-hmm you seem a little bit more common. Would you like That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever heard the saying, don't judge a book by its cover? Well, I am kind of impersonating this scarf. So he says, you may call me Rohan. Rohan Sharnvale. When you've yeah. seen the shit we have... You can look like whatever you want. How do you spell your name? I am the Duke's Shenazal, and I am pleased to make your acquaintance. 
and his name is spelled as such. The Duke's bitch. Yeah, that's what I wrote. <laughs> he says, yeah. you may consider me the Duke's Chamberlain, the, cha- the Duke's right-hand man. I am also the mm-hmm. court wizard. Sure uh, you are. Right-hand man, I get it. <laughs> Taps nose. Are, are, you, are you actually saying that? Yeah. He says... I mean scarf noises. I suggest that you control your uh, temptations to mock, young lady. The court is handling serious business today. That's my blood. Well, if you value your blood and you like to keep it inside your veins, I suggest you not do that in the Duke's presence. He is a man of short temper who does not appreciate jokes. Wow. So stuck up. Not stuck up. Let's just say that he is a busy man with many things to tackle. And he's also a man who is now dealing with the fallout of having his docks attacked at night by a bunch of brigands. He is in a foul humor. But he is humorous. No. Oh. He is as humorous as a graveyard. I have tried many times to lift him out of his misery, but it just does not work. Yeah. Let's just say he does not rise to the occasion. <laughs> what kind of jokes have you told? Many. Many, too it's many to one. count. Wingardium hey. Leviosa. Oh, no. No, something to the effect of, you know, if you have five kobolds and you add another two kobolds. It's Leviosa. Trick question. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What trick question or quick question? It's a trick. Oh, it's a trick question. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I misheard. Um, and he says, "Have a seat. I shall make the duke um, aware of your arrival." Um, he's just busy handling a matter with some outlying farmers that are accusing each other, or, I don't know, stealing each other's pig shit or something. I'll be back. And he, like, with a swish of his robes, you hear him clack, clack, clack as he marches away um, through another set of doors that are initially kept closed, but as he approaches, the guards open them a crack, and uh, I'm going to say give me a perception rolls, everybody. Yes, sir. Did he have high yields on? No. It's his staff uh, tapping against the stone floor. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Damn, missed opportunity. I almost thought One page point. That's my... Yeah, damn. damn. Damn, where were these rolls earlier? Jeez. My computer's lagging. I don't know what I rolled. If I did roll at all. Uh, no, you have not rolled. Uh, oh, there it's just come through. A three and a thirteen. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's not bad actually. Oh, it's eighteen, twenty-two, fourteen, twenty-one, another eighteen, and a twenty. Wow. Um, other than Corollas, well, now I'll say Corollas, considering everybody else rolled so very high, I'll say you also get in on this action. 
As the door opens up, you can see there's a long blue carpet that's uh, in a hall a little bit more brightly lit by what appears to be... Hey, what ran there? Oh, Bims. <laughs> um, by natural light, it's not torchlight, it's like plain old daylight. Um, which gives you the impression that whatever room this is on the other side of the store is either open to the elements... Um, or perhaps has large windows or something you can't see through the door however what you do notice is a very long room um, you can't actually see the ceiling from your vantage but you can see a group of people standing around a just like a wooden throne that's on a small ds about three feet or so um, off the ground and to the left and right of a very stern looking gentleman not not particularly old you think he's maybe in his mid to late 30s um but he has a sword resting on his lap and he's holding some sort of scepter you know loosely across his lap as well um and he's leaning forward listening with an air of like rapt attention but you also notice what is probably a little bit of boredom um, in his posture um, and the way his eyes lift for a moment away from this assemblage of dirty, dirty-ish looking peasantry in front of him. There's probably about eight or nine of them. And as he takes note of you guys through the door as well, as well as... His seneschal lead, though, stomping up the, the carpet towards him. Um, you catch all of this, as well as a certain lord that you are very familiar with, standing at his right hand, on a step below. Lord, what's his face? Whose Restford. name I have forgotten. Restford, thank you. My, I drew a complete blank there again. I don't know what it is with this guy's name that just refuses to sit in my mind. But anyway... So Lord Resford in his finery, not the same outfit he was wearing previously, but definitely the same colouring. Um, you know, that deep crimson red, lots of gold trim, uh, looking very pompous. Uh, secure in his, you know, position next to the Duke, basically, as a ducal advisor. And you catch all this as the doors close shut behind the magician and it is now 10 to 9 the next part i think might be a little bit lengthy so i think i'm going to call it here for the evening if that's all right with everybody and we will yeah. pick up with the ducal audience next week thank you to everybody who joined us in chat um i will make best effort to get the podcast sorted tomorrow as well um though it's a very busy day so it might only come out on friday but yes stick to our, our socials and you will see the notification on twitter or facebook uh or on the discord if you have access to it um be safe be good thank you everybody for joining and my players of course mm. good night Auf Wiedersehen.